0: First Minister, thank you very much indeed. You said twice that uh, Scotland would keep uh, the pound sterling. How will you be able to run an independent economic policy when monetary policy will still be set in London?
1: Well, that was actually the the purpose of that speech I gave to the LSE. I mean, it's true that monetary policy is is very important, but I I think you can often exaggerate the flexibility of monetary policy. I mean, monetary policy is always constrained Uh, uh, by a whole variety of aspects. And I, but I think fiscal policy in the modern world has primacy. It has the ability not just to, to set a level of investment, but also, even more crucially, to, to set uh, competitive uh, marks in terms of key industries uh, and, uh, and initiatives which uh, have the biggest bang in terms of, uh, of growth for, for, for bucks. So I, I think the examples I gave in that LSE speech are, are good ones, but I could give many more. Uh, and uh, alluded to some of them there. But you could have the discretion in terms of fiscal policy to make a, a very, very substantial difference.
0: Well, of course, the fiscal policy that would particularly interest many of our members would be around corporation tax, and you've hinted about that. What would your thoughts be, both for corporation tax and income tax? I mean, how competitive could, a, could Scotland be in bidding for business?
1: Well, I, it's true, but for a long time we've been very attracted to the the international evidence that corporation tax is a a strong competitive weapon. Uh, And we've modelled on a 3% reduction. That's 3% lower than the prevailing uh, UK rate of uh, corporation tax. We believe that would lead to 27,000 jobs over the medium term and more revenues, incidentally, and there's plenty of uh, good international evidence to to support that. Uh, I'm less convinced about uh, uh, competitive... uh, uh, income tax. I think we're they, they, much, much more likely to align our income tax rates uh, uh, across these islands. But there's no doubt that the corporation tax offers a, a very attractive mechanism to provide a, a competitive edge. That centrifugal power that I referred to at the very start of my speech, I, I think not just for Scotland, certainly, but for, for other areas in these islands, you have to have uh, an edge as well as a good platform in terms of skills and resources and the rest of it. And I think corporation tax is the best available weapon. Just in terms of bona fides in this, we don't control corporation tax just now, rather obviously, but we do control local taxation for small businesses. We control business rates. And we've introduced, over the last five years, a small business bonus, which means that 85,000 businesses in Scotland either pay no business rates at all or uh, 50% or 25% graduated up. Uh, We introduced the policy because we thought it would lead to a great deal of employment creation. I have to be honest and say I think the most important part of that policy has been to allow the survival of smaller businesses through recession. Uh, But I've got the most enormous uh, hopes and prospects for that policy of dealing with the fixed costs for the smallest businesses, uh, allowing people to gravitate and grow. Uh, as being a huge economic and uh, employment driver in the future. And as I mentioned in the speech, probably 10 times worth the new small business uh, initiative that was announced in the budget. You'd be issuing Scottish Government bonds. I mean,
0: what would be the prospect of them to international investors who might be worried about North Sea oil declining uh, pretty fast?
1: Well, I mean, it's interesting about oil but declining pretty fast. Uh, and in production terms, that certainly North Sea oil has passed its peak, probably about. has been extracted, about 40% less, left. But uh, in terms of value, it's just the opposite. Uh, Why? Because, I mean, oil over the last uh, uh, 30 years, and for my sins, I used to be an oil economist, uh, but oil over the last 30 years has uh, averaged about $25, $30 a barrel. I I don't know anyone who seriously believes it won't average $100 a barrel over the next 30 years. Uh, On that basis, you're talking about over $2 trillion dollars of value about 24 billion barrels of oil equivalent to be extracted, that's uh, one and a half trillion pounds sterling, or about 400 million uh, in terms of, uh, of government revenue, compared to about 250 million at current prices extracted. So in terms of value, uh, the best of uh, North Sea oil is uh, uh, still to come, even if in terms of quantity, it, we're past uh, halfway. So, you know, 40, 50 years is not to be sniffed at, Simon. But you could well face higher borrowing
0: costs. I mean, wouldn't independence constrain your ability to continue high levels of welfare and other public spending?
1: Well, you know, in terms of, you know, we, we do an exercise called the uh, GERS, which is, you know, officially marked and all the rest of it, the Government expenditure and Revenue Statement for Scotland. And, you know, over the last five years, and four out of the last five years, our fiscal position has been better than the UK as a whole. Uh, so we'd go into independence with a better... I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, if you look at the, the current year, I mean, 2010-11 uh, at least, uh, Scotland's net deficit was minus 7%, the UK was minus 9%. So you know, Scotland still has uh, an issue. I'm just saying it's relatively better than the UK as a whole. So you'd go into independence with three things. You'd have uh, a better... Fiscal uh, position uh, in and uh, you'd have uh, a better GDP to debt position because Scotland's GDP with uh, its share of oil and gas would be higher, uh, and you'd have uh, you know one and a half trillion pounds sterling of uh, a national asset to be deployed over the next forty years. Now, uh, in most people's book, that would give you a pretty, a pretty strong collateral in terms of your rating. But a very good way to test it, incidentally, would be to take the issue I mentioned earlier to let Scottish Water uh, issue bonds. Now, uh, and you know, I'd be, I'd be pretty confident that they'd be a triple A, uh, perhaps uh, even achieving. Who knows if the UK economy still performs like it's performing? When well, there are huge concerns with many of the rating agencies and growth now, you know, we might even be getting a, a better rating for Scottish Water bonds and Treasury bonds, or even the Bank of England bonds. Who knows?
0: Where would the decommissioning costs for North Sea oil come when, when that has to come up by 2040? Would they fall on you? Where would the tax relief well, decommissioning
1: about estimated about 40 billion, and that's the relief, of course. That's not the whole cost to government. So it's about 20 billion for government, 20 billion for the oil industry, but that's against a, an expected revenue return of 400 billion over the same period of time. So it's about five percent of the government revenue you know. So. If you're saying, well, we take the decommissioning costs, but <laughs> well, we take uh, a five percent cost for a ninety-five percent benefit, then you know, I'm Scottish. The answer's yes.
0: <laughs> well, in this uh, jubilee year, uh, we should probably conclude, particularly since you was previously my employer, by asking about the Queen. What is going to
1: happen to the Queen in an in independent Scotland? Uh, Simon's been too coy. He's had two significant employers to his life, John Major the Prime Minister, <laughs> he was in of his private office, and uh, Her Majesty the Queen. Uh, well, the, the Queen stays as, as Queen of Scots. Uh, uh, I should, you know, just uh, for those of you interested in history, the, the Scotland had 100 years of uh, having the same monarch, uh, incidentally a Scottish monarch, uh, not that the Stuart line uh, fared particularly well over a, a period of time in the 17th century, but nonetheless, James VI of Scotland became James I of uh, uh, of England, and uh, we had uh, the same monarch but were two independent countries for a, 100 for a years. So the, the Queen, by her ancestry, was actually Queen of Scots uh, before she was Queen of the United Kingdom, and I'm sure Her Majesty the Queen and her heirs and successors would be delighted to be Queens and Kings of Scots, as indeed the, the Queen is for 16 other countries at the, uh, at the present moment. So in this jubilee year, uh, whatever happens in the constitutional firmament, uh, Uh, We'll celebrate together uh, our marvellous Elizabeth, Queen of Scots and Queen of the United Kingdom. First Minister, thank you very much.